0: where business ideas and passions turn into profit napkin ideas are no longer tucked away in drawers and women around the globe are turning their hobbies into million-dollar businesses welcome to million-dollar hobbies here's your host world-renowned jewelry designer and shop hq celebrity victoria wick
1: Welcome to the Million Dollar Hobbies Show, where we help you turn your hobbies into profits. Today, I'm so delighted to welcome Ms. Michelle Abram. She is an international speaker, podcast host, and podcast producer, and author of the upcoming book, The Profitable Podcast. Michelle was voted number 16 of the top 50 moms in podcasting by Podcast Magazine, and business from from the heart, awarded her Entrepreneur of the Year. Michelle is the founder of Amplify You. Kevin Harrington, the original shark on the hit TV show Shark Tank says Amplify You is North America's top podcast management company. Michelle is a founder of Amplify, where they capitalize in done for you podcast service, services for entrepreneurs with a big vision, a big message who want to make big impact. At Amplify You, they make, market, and manage and monetize podcasts. Michelle and her team have launched and managed well over 137 podcasts in her in the last 18 months, and manage over 35 shows weekly. Michelle is also the co-founder of the Canadian Podcast Network and MyPodcastCoach.com. Michelle has been mentoring and sharing her passion for podcasters since 2012. Something unique about Michelle is that she doesn't speak about freedom Lifestyle she lives off of the grid and on on a lake and drives her kids to school School bus by boat all while running a hundred percent online business Wow, that's a lot of accomplishments here. Michelle.
2: Welcome. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you, Victoria for having me today
1: Wow, so You know what? I'm just so awestruck by um, all that you've accomplished and, you know, a little bit I know about you. You just seem so laid back, so chilled out and so happy. And I can't imagine doing all of this. I mean, this is probably all of this accomplishments that I'm reading about you now, about, you know, the podcasting, podcasting host, producer and the top 50, you know, 16 of the top
2: 50 moms, all of that since
1: 2012. Is that correct?
2: Yes, that's right. And Victoria, the feeling is mutual. I'm so awestruck by all your accomplishments and amazing businesswoman that you are.
1: (laughs) Wow. This is, uh, and you know, I want to tell you, I think that uh, we just have this amazing instant connection because I think um, I used to think that my path to success, my path to emotional freedom and financial security was different from a lot of people because I didn't seek Uh, money. I really, you know, seeked more freedom uh, to sort of uh, use my creativity. Um, I simply wanted more time with my children and just be present for them. And, um, you know, if I could make a little money, that was great. But that was really not, you know, part of my goal when I set out to kind of start my own company. And I think that you are very similar in that regard right you you I, mean, I see you playing with your you know little I mean <laughs> whenever we're on um, you know on our zoom and stuff um, not often but you know I, I see that the kids are present back there and that's that just brings me um, a smile because that reminds me of uh, when I was starting out you know I had kids in the background all the time and um, I kind of miss that now but You know, so what was it like? So let's uh, stop here. Let's go back to when you, I mean, was it like, did you shut off um, what you were doing before and start this new thing? Or was it like an evolution, uh, step by step, of awakening a little bit at a time, of moving towards what you're doing now?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Victoria. And you know, it's interesting, you and I do have such a similar, (laughs) similar um, values. And like, you know, what I really wanted most was time with my family. I wanted to kind of, um, you know, realize that the kids are only young for a certain amount of time, I wanted to really help people get their voice out there in the world. And, um, you know, it's Those things are, you know, the first priorities um, and helping people just make a bigger impact with what they're doing have been always things that I wanted to do while being able to like be at home, the kids come home from school, uh, you know, spend a lot of time with my family and stuff. And so how my interest in podcasts actually started was when I became a mom. And I was already a business entrepreneur uh, before then. I had a fitness studio across line locations across our province and um, with boot camps. And, um, and I had opened a coworking space and then I found myself as a, I'd sold those businesses and I found myself as a new mom at home. And however much I love becoming a new mom, my business brain was feeling a little mushy. And I think, you know, I turned on the Apple TV one day and I saw this little purple thing on the TV and I was like, what is this all about podcasts? So I listened and I listened to this one called um, eventual millionaire, Jamie Tardy, and I just loved her show. She interviewed some powerful women and just interesting business stories of how they went from startup to really successful, and it really inspired me and remotivated me. Um, and, and turned my business brain back on again. Um, and it really helped uh, inspire me to do what I do today because I realized that, wow, this podcasting thing is awesome. I can put it in my earbuds and take my son for a walk. I can, oh, wait a second, we just got a new car. And wait a second, this purple thing is in my car too. Like I can listen to it while we're driving or <laughs> at home. So I just knew, I saw this podcasting thing as something that was like, wow, this is a really cool way for people to share their stories and their messages. And I just fell in love with podcasting as like an industry as ho- and, ho- and nobody knew what the heck I was talking about because it was 2012 and that was, you know, early stages podcasting. <laughs> well, podcasting was probably in its embryo mm-hmm. stages at that point. You know, it had been, yeah, it actually been around for a little while, but like, still, no, it's not really, it was one of those things that was like, almost like iTunes was, an it was an accident that they made podcasting or something. It wasn't, true. it just wasn't yeah. something that was really, you know, a, a thing yet. <laughs>
1: So, you know, when I listened to that story, uh, well, first of all, when you finally decided, okay, oh my gosh, you know, um, I'm this you know brand new mom and I'm, podcasting allows me to listen to other people's voices, their success stories, their struggles, uh, at the same time, I could have a voice. And uh, so when you sort of want, took this business seriously, um, was there any... Um, A fear factor uh you know on your part or was it like let's go go i'll dive in because i'm really confident
2: (laughs) i love to say like i just dove in in 2012 and started the first show i think i would have a really successful show if i had started right away but it's funny victoria because i didn't recognize at the time um but i just wasn't sure what i wanted to talk about i didn't know what my subject was going to be about i didn't realize like didn't really know what I wanted to like have a show on. I knew I wanted a show, um, and so but I think that um, that in being unclear about what my what my, what my thing was, um, to talk about on a show, uh, led to, you know, was also embraced by some fear of being heard. Maybe, um, you know, I like becoming, I like being the best kept secret. (laughs) You know, I don't, don't know if I really want to put my voice out there yet. So I think there was definitely, and I, and I recognize that now in my clients when I see them doing it, I was like, Oh Yeah that like unclarity, being, not being clear with your messaging was really me hiding behind some procrastination and, and a fear of, I think, being heard.
1: Yeah, I think also, don't you think that sometimes that fear is, um, it's not one thing, but it's also a culmination of all of our other fears that we faced in life. Um, you know, for example, for me, the fear, uh, there, you know, there's also a fear of, you know, giving your heart, giving your, like everything you've got to a project and then have it fail. That's, you know, the, the possibility of you not being heard or the business going nowhere or the podcast starting two episodes and then just dying on the vine. Those are all there too, but also You know, if you're you're a young mom and you're like, oh my God, you know, if I do all this and then it doesn't go anywhere, it's like another failure. You know, the example I'm setting for my children, um, all the people that kind of, you know, really cheer you on, you're disappointing them too. So I feel like that fear... Sometimes we don't really verbalize it, but as women, uh, we tend to kind of internalize a lot of that without even knowing. What are your your thoughts about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of that there. And then what I see too with some of my clients is that there's actually a fear of becoming too successful too quickly because they're <laughs> not true pre- too. They're not prepared. So I yeah. equally and I can and I can definitely say I've had both of those fears, right, um, right. where you know fear no one's going to listen, and then also fear of my gosh, what if this thing does take off? I'm not really ready for that, right? So, right, um, right. you know, I think there's a lot of things that um, come into play when uh, you start thinking about a podcast. And I know one of the other things too is that, you know, um, we think is it it's a long-term game. It's not a, a short-term game. So having a show is a big commitment and your audience is there like every week listening to you. I remember if, if Jamie Tardy hadn't published that episode <laughs> um, right. on a Monday morning when I was had my earbuds in and my son and ready to rock in the stroller and listen to her newest episode, I'd be really disappointed. So from becoming a listener first was I think a really helpful thing for me. And I had launched several people's podcasts already before I had even Thought, thought about my own. It took me a long time to realize that podcasting was actually what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> right, and, right. Uh, you know, and and that fear, I think I hid behind that fear of, well, let me just be the behind the scenes while I can help everyone else's voice get out there. And I'm slowly realizing that I have a voice too that needs to be heard.
1: So, you know, and, and the other thing I think that's really interesting too, is um, I'm just going to be very transparent with my, my uh, listeners that Um, Michelle, actually, I, she's, um, I'm a client of hers. Um, she actually helps me, um, with the, the management of my podcast. Um, and you know, a lot of people who know me know that I only go with the best, Michelle. (laughs) So, you know, you were chosen. Um, but when I look at this, um, and I wonder how you, you know, when you first started your uh, podcast, that. Just a few years later, you'd be voted one of the top 50 moms in podcasting. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I I think that I hear it very loud and clear that when you sort of uh, launched your company, your goal was to help other people, Um, a lot of women, have their voice, bring their voice out, um, you know, kind of with clarity. Because, like you said, you know, you were touched by one single episode that kind of started the ball rolling in your whole, um, I guess in a way it's reinvention or uh, transition from being a mom who loves being a mom and you love everything that goes with it, but a part of you that, you know, really yearns for your ability to um, exercise your voice, your freedom, and your talent to something a lot more productive than, you know, because you, as being a mom, you do have, you have to be there on call the whole time, but you do have some downtime as well. They do go to sleep and then you go to school. So um, it just feels to me like that passion of um, helping people perfect their voice and getting it out there. I think that was probably you know more than all the other technical aspects of podcasting probably contributed to that you know almost like a meteoric s- success that you had in this in this industry. What do you think
2: yeah absolutely I think um, there's a couple of things I think that contributed to that i The reason i'm really passionate about helping. People get their voice out there in the world Um, started actually way back in, in, um, just after high school, my two friends and I were backpacking through Europe and, um, one of my friends, she was killed by a train and, um, at 19, um, being in, in that situation of tragedy, Um, really uh, made me have a different perspective on life very, very early on. So from that moment on in my life, I really only did things that created joy, happiness, um, really uh, was fun adventurous, those are some huge values for me, gives me freedom, freedom for time and family and travel. And um, so those were a lot of things that I really based the rest of my life around. Um, And I recognized that she was so young, she, she was just about to blossom. And she had a message to bring to this world, but she didn't get to share her message with the world. And so now I feel really, um, really drawn to help other people get their message out there. You know, you have something that you are come here with to share with the rest of the world, and um for me, I feel like i 'm kind of carrying on her legacy of um, you know she wasn 't able to share her message, and you know now I want to help other people share that message before before you before it's too late. And I, you know, have clients sometimes that are like, oh my gosh, only hundred people listen to this episode. And I say, guys, you know, if you're sitting in your living room and you have a hundred people in there that is listening yeah, to you, yeah. be thrilled. And even, you know, even if you make an impact on one of them, that's like you've done your job. That's what you're here for. You're here to share that message. So we've made it really clear right from the beginning that we only help people who have a huge positive mission and a big impact to make in this world. Um, and that's those are the clients that we love working with, and I think that's been a huge, um a huge uh, part of our success and another aspect i think you know where you and i met was you know being a part of a community of other people i find the podcasting community like so nice like everyone's so collaborative and really supportive right Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i love that i love that i've never been in an industry that's been that supportive of each other really
2: right and so you know we got involved with the new media summit and i got to share my message on the stage in front of a bunch of people and you know and help other people and you know be. Building partnerships, like with Steve Olson and Kelly Polker from the New Media Summit and um, Podcast Magazine, has really been helpful in in contributing to my success. So I think really building those relationships in an in industry um, and being co- collaborative and cooperative with everyone in your industry, I think helps you. Um, it helps you with your success extremely because when you help when you help lift others, oh, you get lifted as well.
1: Yeah, what well, rising tide uh lifts all boats. I mean, exactly. I'm, I'm a huge believer in that. You know, it's it's very uh what you just said is just so uh apropos for now, uh, you know, the when you went through that tragic event at age 19, uh you probably saw firsthand, you know, your life changed. Uh, you first of all saw somebody else's life, you know, just being shortened, uh just mm-hmm. right in front of your eyes, but you also your life also changed at that point. Where, you know, without anybody telling you at that age, you realize how short life can be Mm -hmm. and how fragile, you know, life is because you and everybody else who witnessed uh, the event, you know, your life and the whole outlook has changed and shattered and, you know, in many, many ways, I can't even only imagine. So at that point, you know, you really do have a choice then to, you know, what do I do? What's the lesson here? Uh, do I make every moment from this point forward, uh, you know, a way that's positive that impacts other people in a positive way? And like you said, when you have clients that tell you, "Oh, only a hundred people listen to it," well, guess what? If you can change, if you can, you know, bring a smile to four out of the hundred people, I mean, I'll take that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's a cruel world out there. Absolutely. So, so now, in this, we're in this middle of a pandemic. I know you're in Canada, but you know, a lot of us out here. Um, either are suffering ourselves or we know people who who are suffering themselves or I mean that doesn't necessarily mean you're losing a job or anything like that but I mean this really does a whole a lot of um, it's very you know it's easier to get um, down and negative and starting to lose hope and when I listen to stories like yours where even in the middle of one of the worst tragedies in your life you know, you get up and you think about, you know, the positive things that you could do. So I just feel like that, um, you know, that positive attitude, that focus on um, changing, you know, helping other people bring their voices um, heard and helping them in a way that they can impact their surroundings, their loved ones, and maybe even heal and change the world. And I think that's a something that we can all be inspired by. And I just want to thank you for doing this because um, I just think that, you know, and I, I joke with you that uh, you are living my American dream because, you know, right now, because, you know, before I met you, I thought, you know what, I'm doing pretty well. Like, you know, if all I ever wanted was to be able to spend time with my kids, be present, uh, be a great mom, great daughter, you know, great spouse and all that. And I have a little bit of money left over. Um, I don't have huge standards, so I don't have to worry about that. Then I meet you and you're like, you know, living on a lake, um, you know, on your own time um, doing, I mean, you get a little rain, which we don't get out here. It's just amazing (laughs) that you can kind of have that um, slow lifestyle that, Mm -hmm. you know, isn't um, driven, you know, your phone and iPad and all of these other laptops aren't driving your life. Which you know is something that I aspire to do it someday because you know believe it or not right now even I'm in semi retirement I'm my phone is still like I don't know I get hundreds of emails and I wish that you know I could kind of simplify my life Um, so you're living that dream for a lot of women I'm sure Mm -hmm. and um, and and I see you know your little kids out there and you know you're often talking about your you know, children, the school, you know, all that. And I just think that's just beautiful that, you know, we are living in times where you can work. um, I mean, you've kind of structured your life, but there was a sacrifice in the beginning. You chose, I mean, you knew that for a certain amount of time that the finances weren't going to be the same, that you might even work a little bit more, uh, but you had that goal at the end.
2: Yeah, and actually for us to be able to live where we do right now, my husband gave up his six-figure career that he was at for 17 years to allow us to have this lifestyle that we have here and so you know while my business was still in this early growth stages we were letting go of a huge security of his income and um you know we kind of did some role reversals. so I think you know it's really amazing the way that um you know, like the, the time and age that we're in right now, I think is so fascinating because, you know, my husband can be the one who picks up the kids after school while I gives me another 45 minutes to work. And then, you know, then we can both be home at school, you know, after school and, you know, we can spend time as families, all everyone going to the soccer game. And, you know, so it's allowed us to, um, you know, we, we gave up his career um, and he's since then started his own business up here um, from home as well so you know we're not necessarily in the same financial position as we were you know when we when we were living in the city but we also have way less like stress and we 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 leave we leave our house maybe once uh, every couple of days instead of like you know 20 times a day and we're not commuting he was commuting three hours a day so just getting that life back it was so much more important to us so
1: you're, you know, you gave up a little bit of income temporarily mm-hmm. to um, increase the quality of your of your life, and That's maybe right, yeah. even more of a sustainable future. And I think that um, I know I, I did something pretty similar. Like when I started my company, both my husband and I, we really, you know, didn't have a whole lot to to start our lives with. But when our children were growing up, you know, uh, we took them to everything. Both of us were there for, you know, their soccer mm-hmm. games, tennis, horseback riding, all of that stuff that they did. We, you know, I mean, they weren't great at all of those things, but, you know, we were still there cheering them on. And um, now they're a little bit older, so I can almost fast forward your life now. You know, my daughter is 27 (laughs) or so. And, um, you know, they look back uh, very fondly of their childhood, uh, which was very very unique uh, among their friends as well. And I think that that's really admirable. You know, that's unusual because a lot of times it is really tough. I think um, the one lesson I Mm -hmm. learned from this is that the more money somebody makes, the harder it is for them to jump ship and start something on their own.
2: Yeah. Because there's that, a lot more
1: risk at that, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, my husband and I, we talked about it for years. I mean, we we moved to a place where uh, we used to come to every weekend to retreat our, our summer cabin, summer vacation place. And it's funny because... Um, <clears throat> It took us like three years of talking about this. And then you know how you know you're talking about something, you're talking about something, and if the universe really wants you to make this decision, right? It's gonna help you. And so we actually had a flood in our house one day, <laughs> and in the middle of the night, just randomly, our water um, our water filter broke in the kitchen, and a flood in our kitchen in our living room. Well, that was the catalyst to get us out of our house for six weeks. Well, they fixed that. We got to see another location. We're like, okay, well, we're halfway out of our. house now and we're gonna have a new kitchen and living room floor why not like see what the real estate market's like put our house up for sale and you know within two days it sold so it was the universe's way of you know stop talking about it and just do it right (laughs) well it was kind of divine intervention but exactly um,
1: (laughs) let me ask you michelle if you could give you know a young mom or somebody who is just worn out from corporate world like like you know wishing to be more present with it you know it's not just young moms too but Mm-hmm. I'm at the age where I now have to be there for my kids are grown and they're just amazing people, but I am now there for my mother and my mother-in-law. Cause you know, my mom right. is in her eighties. My mother-in-law just turned a hundred. Wow.
2: Um,
1: so if, if you could give advice, one piece of advice to someone who's in that situation, that's been thinking about doing her own thing, thinking about following her dreams and passion for the last three years, four years, 20 years. Um, what's what's the single most important thing that you think they could be um, helped with based on your experience?
2: Mm, I think that's a really good good question. Um, I'd have to say um, courage, have have the courage to take that leap um, and then have the commitment to stay the course. Um, I think would be the two things I would say, Um, you know, have a plan and work the plan and and, and it will happen. And I had no doubt in my mind that my business was going to be successful. Um, It just was a matter of when. Um, and having that determination. There's definitely a lot of ups and downs in entrepreneurial life that if people can jump ship at any given time. There's plenty of opportunities for me to jump ship over the years of entrepreneurship. Um, yeah, but I'm really true. glad, I'm really glad I did not because, you know, I think life's much more, it's much more valuable to be on my own terms and, and, and having the life that we wanted because we made those decisions.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. I always say that um, the the road to success for an entrepreneur is not pretty. It's actually <laughs> downright ugly at times. <laughs> very windy. <laughs> uh, very windy, and it's full of obstacles. Um, and uh, you know, I look back at my life, and I've made uh, more than my share of mistakes. And you know, if you've made, I don't know, a hundred mistakes. You'd think that's, oh my gosh, that's a hundred mistakes I won't make again. So at least I won't, you know, I've got a kind of a leg up on other people, <laughs> you know, who's going to make theirs. So, but I, I hear you that um, courage is, seems to be a, such a simple word, but when you're having to give up your, you know, reputation, your lifetime savings, your uh, future earning income stream, uh, that is something that does take a lot of courage and self-confidence and I think that commitment of um, you know when you said you got to have the commitment it almost implies that you are going to hit some obstacles you're going to have some setbacks but be committed because and when you say committed I'm hearing that be committed to your passion and your success because you will get there if -hmm. you stick around.
2: Absolutely. And then of course, get support, right? So I think without support and accountability along the way, um, I would have, you know, I would have just stopped. The podcasting industry is very strange because it was new. So I was kind of inventing um, what I was doing along the way, because there wasn't much to follow. There wasn't many companies that do what I do now. There weren't any uh, that I could see what they were doing (laughs) to kind of look ahead. But Mm -hmm. And I actually think that was kind of a blessing too, because then you can create something that works for you and see something that creates success for your clients and make that your own system and then know that that's going to be successful in, in um, helping you and in, in just commit to that that idea, but also be flexible with, you know, obviously times change and Industries change and everything, so it's hard because it's like be committed, but also be flexible.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I love that. I love uh, what you just said, which is, you know, uh, you and I are both very similar because when I got into that um, in the the imitated jewelry business, you know, that business was very at its infancy. I didn't have any mentors to look at. I didn't have any, you know, like a formula to go to. But I think when you have the kind of passion that you had, which is you know, the whole goal is, okay, well, how do I get my voice heard? How do I get other people to, how do I help other people to get their voices heard with clarity, with a lot of reach? If something's not there, you're out there inventing it, you're out there experimenting it, you're out there kind of uh, innovating. And I think that's uh, there, you know, when you do that, by definition, you are going to have a lot of, you know, hits and misses. But I love the fact that you know you're committed to what you do and when you do that you will really find the best way because you've tried everything and I I just love that and um, I just love the time that we had together Michelle and thank Mm -hmm. you so much for um, your sharing your experience in this fascinating field of podcasting and also just being an amazing person and being an amazing mom and uh, being a good friend so thank you and uh, until next time bye-bye Bye.
0: (laughs) You've been listening to Million Dollar Hobbies, where we turn dreams into reality and passion into profit. According to ancient Chinese proverb, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Congratulations on taking that first step today. For more information on how Victoria can help you turn your hobby into a million dollars, And to download Victoria's free ebook on passion-based business ideas, visit milliondollarhobbies.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player.